0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, and author, Taryn Gaddis. Today's focus on day 20 is the word strength. Strength. Our chosen passage is Isaiah 40, verses 28 31, the ESV translation of God's Word says this, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they that wait, for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings with eagles, like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. In the passage that is before us, Isaiah forty, twenty-eight through thirty-one, I believe contains a great promise of strength for the weary. Don't you hear the prophet Isaiah saying, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This promise, ladies and gentlemen, is a supernatural renewal of strength. A strength that would compare to mounting up as an eagle or running without fatigue. But what does it mean, and how do we receive it? The context of this of these verses will help. The Israelites, who first received those these promises, were worn out from their hardship. They had lived in exile in Babylon for several years, several decades, and their perspective was darkened by. A despairing thought that's found in the previous verses. My way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God. They thought that God either couldn't help them or God didn't care. Isaiah uses a pair of words faint and weary, three times in the span of a few verses. They were exhausted, the Israelites were burdened from the circumstances of life. They weren't just weak in body, but they were weak in spirit. How could they endure the hard circumstances of life any longer? How could they endure the hardships of life any longer? How could they endure the great disappointments of life anymore? Isaiah responds to those questions with his own. In verse 28, have you not known? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God The creator of the universe And the creator of the ends of the earth Isaiah responds to those these questions With his own Have you not known Verse 28 Have you not heard The Lord The everlasting God The creator of the ends of the earth He does not faint Or Grow weary His understanding is unsearchable. This is a good word for the weary, isn't it? It's a good word for those that are stressed. It's a good word for those who feel like they can't take another step. You may grow faint, but God doesn't. God is an endless source of strength, and he gives it generously. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. This is who God is. God is ever strong, and he's never weary. One loves to, uh, God is one who loves to help the weak and the weary. So here's what this shows us. If we think that God is too great to be concerned about us, we actually don't believe He's great at all. Because, ladies and gentlemen, God's greatness is not just that He's strong, but that He is strong for us. God's glory is not just that He has power, but He loves us. He loves to use it to help us in our time of need. God is not too great to care. God is too great not to care. I'll say it one more time. God is not too great to care. He's too great not to care. In all of our weariness, then how do we get this strength. You're saying, Pastor G. I, I'm weary. I'm worn. I'm worried. So, can you tell me how to get this strength? We may expect Isaiah to have shared right here. To answer our question, we would have thought that he would have shared some wisdom of physical rest, exercise, diet, or so forth. But those are all God-given sources of strength. But they cannot give us the deepest strength that we need when we come to the end of ourselves. Isaiah acknowledges this in verse 30 even youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted in other words even those in their prime with perfect health has limits we need a stronger strength to match our deepest discouragement our deepest disappointments and our deepest feelings of depression now the great physician has already given us a sure, cure, surefire way of curing weariness, being worried, and being warned. He has given us a prescription that cannot fail. According to the word of God, the problem of, of stress needs to be met with the provision of strength. I'll say it one more time. That the, that your problem, the problem of stress needs to be met with the provision of strength. That's why I love this verse. And I've adopted as my life verse, but they that wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. That word renewal, renewal is a beautiful Hebrew word which literally means exchanged or exchange. The Christian life is not a changed life but an exchanged life. I am to exchange my weakness for his strength. I am to exchange my sorrow for his strength. I am to exchange my worry for his worship. The Lord told Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that's what Paul says that the power of Christ may rest upon me you see ladies and gentlemen God knows the stress and the strain and the strife that we encounter every day God knows the worry and the, and the worn and the And and the weary that we encounter every day. That God knows the problem, the predicament, and the pains that we encounter every day. But God, in his grace and his goodness, has already supplied his strength and provide his power to meet the stresses or the strains and the strife of everyday living. Before there was a problem, before there was a predicament, before there was a pain, God has already supplied the strength and provided the power. Before there was a discouragement, a disappointment, or depression, a feeling of depression, God has already provided the strength and provided the power that's needed to meet this every day. Now this is not just the ordinary strength that God is offering to us nor is it an ordinary power. God has promised to all of his children the necessary strength that they need to meet every day. with. This is the day in which the Lord is made and we ought to rejoice and be glad in Him. But what does he tell us? The first thing he tells us is uh, to do is to wait for the Lord. In verse 31, wait for the Lord. The psalmist said exactly the same thing in Psalms 27 verse 14, where the psalmist write, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. According to Isaiah, the key to dealing with a life that is overwhelming is found in waiting for the Lord. The key to dealing with stress and strain is to wait on the Lord. The key to dealing with pain and problems is to wait on the Lord. The key to dealing with whatever you're dealing with today is to wait for the Lord. But don't pass over that too hastily. Too quickly, the the word "wait" here is is not a passive term. It is an active term. I used to think that waiting on or waiting for the Lord meant to go into the corner and and just wait in some hypnotic trance as we wait on God to do something. But I've been amazed to discover that to wait for the Lord does not mean that we are waiting on the Lord to do something for us. It means that we are to do something for God. Have you ever gone into a, a, a store, uh, shopping? Maybe a department store uh, you know um, and someone comes up to you and says, excuse me is is someone waiting on you? Now, now what they mean by this is is someone serving you, is someone ministering to you? is someone trying to help you? is someone trying to meet your needs? that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly, what it means to wait for the Lord when you are waiting on the Lord you are uh, pursuing the Lord when you are waiting on the Lord you are going after the Lord when you're waiting on the Lord you are You're trying to please Him. While you're waiting on the Lord, you're serving Him. While you're waiting on the Lord, you're ministering to Him. While you're waiting on the Lord, you are are praying to Him. You are worshiping Him. You are belonging to Him. You are connecting with Him. You are studying Him. You are serving Him. You are sharing His story and you are giving to Him. But what does a waiter do? In a restaurant, he, He doesn't sit in some kind of corner like a bump on a log, no. Uh, Expecting you to get your own food or your own water, no. He serves you, doesn't he? A waiter serves. He ministers to you. He is there for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to please you. The first step to conquering and controlling uh, life when life gets out of hand is... To get a handle on just exactly who it is you're trying to please. And who it is that you're trying to serve. We have been put on this earth to serve God. Before we've been put on this earth to serve others. We are put on this earth to serve God. Secondly, we are put on this earth to serve others. Now part of the way that we serve God is to be still before him. It is to spend time with him. It means to have, spend some God time. It means to have a quiet time. Proverbs 8 and 34 says Blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily at my gate. Waiting at the post of my door. Here's the picture. The picture is of a man who is watching the gate of his master's home. He is waiting waiting at the threshold of his door. He is eagerly anticipating his daily assignment, eager to spend time with his master and to serve his master. May I say to you, as sternly as I can, that the first thing you need to do, you need to be doing every day, is to be still before God, to spend time with God, If you do not have a regular quiet time with the Lord, you're going to suffer, you're going to strain, you're going to stress. As a matter of fact, God sometimes uses stress and strain, worry To force us to have a quiet time with him. So the first key to combating that is to have a quiet time. And when life gets overwhelming, when life gets out of hand, when life is beyond your reach, slow down and have a quiet time. That time, when you just get along with the good shepherd and you make, and he makes you lay down, hallelujah, in green pastures, and he leads you beside still waters. But the text doesn't end there. He says, and they shall mount up on wings like eagles. One of the most fascinating creatures in the world to me is the golden eagle. If you've ever been in my office, you understand how much eagles mean to me. I discovered something very interesting about an eagle. Whereas most birds flee from a storm, the eagle seems to long for the storm. I'll give it to you one more time. Whereas most birds flee from the storm, The eagle seems to long for the storm. Do you know why the eagle longs for the storm? Because the thermal thermal under the draft of the storm can cause the eagle to soar higher and higher than he can under normal circumstances. The storm, uh, hallelujah, causes the eagle to fly higher and higher. The storm also compels him to fly higher, but not only higher, but faster. Normally an eagle uh, can fly about 50 miles an hour, but when he is in the strong winds current of a storm, he can fly up to 100 miles an hour. These turbulent winds allow an eagle to stay up longer because he uses the wind uh, to soar and to glide for a longer period of time. Finally, the storm and those turbulent winds allow the eagle to use less effort because the wings of the eagle are designed to glide in the wind. At different times, Of our lives. We are all going to be buffered by. A storm. But. What we must remember is. That as we are waiting on the Lord. And trusting the Lord. He will not only take us through the storm. But he will actually lift us. Up above the storm. He will actually lift us. Above the stress and the strains of life. He will lift us above the, 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 the sorrow and the sadness of life. He will lift us above the, the crises and the and and, and the and, and the chaos of life. He'll lift us above those things in our lives. But there's another thing the text tells us. And that is, they shall run and not be weary. They shall run and not be weary. God not only gives us height to overcome obstacles, but he gives us help to meet opportunities. He not only gives us height, we'll mount up on wings like eagles. He gives us help that we shall run and not be weary. You see all worry all stress all strain all strife all chaos all crying is not totally bad sometimes we need these things these things are necessary in our lives because some pressure is good it is the pressure of a deadline that forces you to complete a task it is the pressure of a championship that forces the football player to dive a little harder and make the make it to the goal line it is the pressure of a champion that causes the baseball pitcher to rear back and for a little bit extra to strike out a batter. Opportunities, ladies and gentlemen, knock at the door only so often. And when it knocks, it knocks quickly. When opportunities knock, we must not only be quick to answer, but ready to take hold of the opportunity and do Those things that God has called us to do, they shall run and not be weary. Now, the prophet says here with simply these words. As the hammer of stress and strain and strife continuously pound against the door of our lives. Don't give in, don't give out, keep walking, keep going, no matter how hard the strain or how deep the strife or how much the stress. Perhaps the greatest ability a person can ever have is dependability, dependability. If you'll wait on the Lord, he'll give you the kind of staying power that will help you to keep walking when you don't think you could take another step. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, I discovered the real victory is not how fast you run, but how long you can walk. You know, the Lord is far more impressed with that Christian who keeps walking with Jesus, step after step, day after day, month after month, and never quit, finishes just as good as he began, as he is with many of these so-called rocket Christians who go up like a rocket and come down like a rock. I wanna close by giving you three sure, far ways, three cures, three fail safe ideas that would help you make it when, when life seems to have the best of you. First of all, you must celebrate. If you're writing notes, this would be a good thing to write down. You must celebrate God's presence. Remember that when your stress seems to be unbearable, God is with you. Psalms 46 and one, that God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. That word trouble in the Greek, I mean in the Hebrew, language mean, literally means to be restricted or to be tied up in a narrow, cramping, cramped place. To put it another way, you are between a rock and a hard place. Now when you are between a rock and a hard place, it means that you are being pressed. That you are being squeezed in. Stress and strain, worry, and and being worn uh, is doing a number on you and I. But remember that in the midst of what, when life is, out of control. God is your refuge and God is your strength. When you are under the stresses and the strains of life, you still can feel like you're being pushed to the ground. But no, you're not being pushed to the ground. That God is building a tent of refuge around you. He will protect you, He will surround you with His power and with His strength. The first thing you must do when life seems to be overwhelming, you must celebrate God's presence because He's there. The second thing you must do is that you must appropriate God's power. You must appropriate God's power. You cannot meet an overwhelming life that goes from day to day based upon our own strength alone. Listen. Stress will sap your strength. But strength, but his strength will sap your stress. Stress will sap your strength, but his strength will sap your stress. In fact, it might be helpful for you to write these words down in the tablet of your memory. And here they are five words his stress for my strength my his strength for my stress his strength for my stress finally we must meditate on god's promises as you face the storms the stress and the strain and the stripes of life remember Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Don't don't let life win. Don't let life get the best of you. Because there's hope in Jesus Christ. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but you may be under much, a lot of stress today, or a lot of strain. You may be under a pile of problems. You may be clothed with chaos today. Because that's the way God is trying to get your attention and to show you that you need the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you wandered off, maybe you have wandered off the right path and you have moved from the narrow path to the broad path and God is using life to push you and prod you and to point you in the direction of his son, Jesus Christ. The greatest worry in life, the greatest stress in life, the greatest problem in life is The issue of unforgiven sin. But listen. I want you to know. That Jesus can save you from that sin. That you no longer have to live. In this world. You no longer have to be of this world. you can come and live under this wonderful passage says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength shall mount up on wings like eagles they shall run and not faint they shall walk and not grow weary listen want to encourage you today to find strength in Jesus. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, how I praise you and thank you that you are good and you are a gracious God. You are God who is both long-suffering and full of mercy, full of justice Full of comfort and full of love thank you that your grace is sufficient and that you have promised that those who wait on you and look to jesus will rise up with wings as eagles and we rest in your strength and trust in your love father I know that there are many times that fear has replaced faith. But yet, why should I fear when you have told me so many times not to fear? Thank you for the promise of this text. The promise to be with me always, to strengthen me, to be with me, to uphold me with your righteous hand. For which I am thankful and blessed. And I bless your holy name. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.